Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Quick Fire Queens, the silent podcast recap of Top Chef Houston. We don't need to have a blast from the past this week, but we do have a big dose of culture, just like we saw with the Quick Fire this challenge. I am so excited to introduce our wonderful panel. As always, I am joined by the wonderful Nicole Horn. Nicole, how are you doing? Hey, Chia. I'm feeling sweeter than the tamarind paste that was in Nick's curry gumbo this week. So, oh, you know Nick. What? Uh, I hate when a chef makes like a tiny little mistake and they're self-aware enough to point it out that they made a mistake and then they still get shot on by Padma. Like, I know. Come on, I at least so- he knew he was in the wrong. He was at, Padma was at least nice about it a little bit. I feel like the the guest judge was just like no this was not it and I was very sad obviously Nick is one of my faves and I was just sad this was a sad episode for that yeah they called him a flop with their whole chests but of course like we will get into the Nick of it all but before that we are also joined as always by the amazing Naomi Calhoun Naomi 
Hello, guys. So I, I just heard that prices for Jurassic Park are really low right now. So I think I'm going to go buy some tickets and check it out. I'm super excited. Haven't heard any bad news or bad things about that park recently. So I'm psyched. I got to get my my little uh, Explorer costume. I it was inspired by everything Joe Flam this week. And yeah. yes, like icon. He knew he understood the assignment of being a top chef judge and we thank him dearly for it. Yeah, let's be like Laura Dern and hike up our pants above our belly button, almost above our entire chest and go exploring. Absolutely. Well, we will. That's the plan now. And but we are not alone with our usual panel of amazing explorers, as we will call ourselves. We are joined by a Wandoff legend and a podcast host of everyone and their brother. And you might also know him from a Phineas and Ferb podcast, um, iconic called What You Doing? It is Will Davis. Will, so glad to have you. Yo, I'm excited to be here. I I now know how uh, Tom Colicchio felt last week being the token man at the table filled (laughs) with iconic women. Uh, But yeah, I'm I'm excited. We love a token man. Sprinkled (laughs) in. sprinkled into our guest judges oh my god oh man I mean I am so excited Will that you're here this is gonna be so fun and I uh you know we've talked Phineas and Ferb you and Nicole have talked Phineas and Ferb but we've never talked food so I'm really psyched that this is our finally an opportunity huh yeah I'm I'm really excited I feel like I'm kind of like a new top chef fan because i got into it like whenever like the big lockdown started and all that uh so this is this is like the third season i'm watching live and i i love it i love it all did you go back and watch old seasons i have seen almost all the seasons now some of the like pre all-stars i haven't seen yet but uh like i think the first three seasons maybe i haven't seen but that's Ooh. that's about it That'll You're probably better off for it. Yeah. I was going to say that's a juicy rewatch, so I, I recommend, but Nicole says save your, save your mental health. If you're in the mood for mess, turn it on, but if you're in a low place, maybe skip. <laughs> and I'm usually in a low place, so it's been a while. <laughs> uh, Will, do you have any favorite Top Chef characters, contestants, maybe even winners? Oh, man. Who's your fave? Uh, lots. Uh, so... The one I think I can relate to the most or, or uh, relate to the most in the like uh, self-deprecating nature of it. And also, I think uh, she has the best like multi-season arc of any contestant is uh, Stephanie Samar uh, from from like being out at the very beginning of the one season she was on one episode to like doubting herself throughout all of All Stars, but still crushing it every time. I, I love her a lot. Um, there's so many, there's so many iconic chefs in, in Top Chef that it's, it's hard not to love most of them. It's true. And especially now casting is just getting nicer and nicer and kinder mm-hmm. and kinder. So all of a sudden you're like, oh shit, I got to stand like all 12 of these people. Oh no, yeah. I only have so much room. <laughs> well, this is a fantastic episode to talk about. I was so excited. Uh, the Jurassic Park episode, but before we get into um, even more goddamn product placement, uh, <laughs> it's no Trolls World Tour, I'll tell you that, but it is Jurassic Park. Um, we're going to talk about the quickfire. Oh my God, the quickfire queens are going to talk about the quickfire. Can you believe it? Um, Call me shocked. 
<laughs> we are joined by Top Chef California contestant and all-star Kwame, as well as Chef Opeyamusu, and they are talking to us about Nigerian cuisine, more importantly, the swallow. This is a very, very cool concept, idea, part of Nigerian culture I had no idea about. I was thrilled, as always, for Top Chef to teach me something. What did you guys think of the concept of this quick fire? I didn't know what a swallow was. Like, I had to rewatch. Like, I scrolled back because they kind of glazed over it kind of quick. So the fact that that was, like, the least, the thing I was least familiar with that they had to base a whole challenge around, I thought was kind of interesting. Um, and I appreciate that they got a chance to, like, taste test. And as a person who loves starch, I love potatoes, anything that is a carb, shove it down my throat immediately. So I would have loved participating in a new way of getting, to learn a new way to put starch in my body. I would have been all over it. And I'm glad that I also got a little history lesson in um, the different types of spices. Um, Poor Jackson really didn't get to enjoy it, but um, it was good that they got a little learning lesson and then they jumped in. And we all know I'm a soup girly. So I was behind this from the jump. Soup plus starch, that's like my dream. So good challenge on my book. I loved how they presented the challenge and I think they did a really good job of highlighting the different flavors and ingredients that they were able to work with. And I think the two guest judges, Kwame and I, uh, Ope Amosu, uh, I apologize if I pronounce this right name wrong, but um, they were both great. And I think that they were they were really fun, but they also obviously are very serious about their work. And it was nice to see that love be put into a quick fire like this. It was a great time. I've had not Nigeria. I've not had swallow before, but I have been to another uh, Pan-African restaurant and I can't remember the region that it was specific to, but we had something similar where it was like almost like a, like a, the bread that you use as like the the vehicle for the food was almost like a, it was almost like a combination of swallow and naan because it was like a flat bread, but it was kind of stretchy. And I wish I remembered the name of it, but I just, I, it took me back to that, uh, that experience that I had that I really enjoyed. So I, it makes me want to go back out and find some new uh, African regions uh, cuisine that are around here. So it was, it was great. It was great to see. And I also got very hungry during this quick fire. So like they get to eat damn. I know. Then soup and starch, like honestly a winning combo, especially with Mm. the weather that I am experiencing right now. So I was hungry. Yeah. I love, I love the, the parts of top chef where they're like celebrating other cultures that I wouldn't otherwise ever get to try this food at all. Uh, and I, and I think they, they, do a really good job of that on on the show. And this this challenge is, is definitely one of those. Something that I love about Top Chef is when I get to see a, a meal or some sort of food that I would, I would never think about ordering or eating or even existing. And then I see it, I'm like, I would, I would try that. I, my, my boyfriend calls me a former picky eater, which is true. <laughs> but now it's like when I see something that delicious, I'm like, oh my God, I have to try that. And also swallows are these sort of starchy, uh, pulled apart sort of, they're not bread exactly, but like, I guess the closest thing they look to is like bread. Um, And they're made from either cassava, African yams, or plantains. I also loved how all the spices that were out and people just, 
you know it's Top Chef because they're just dipping their hand into spices and putting it directly in their mouth. Like, this is, I just need to make sure I know exactly how this tastes. It was really cool. Kwame is so smart and he's done so much since Top Chef and he's like really such a, a person who wants to teach others. And I love that about him. Like every appearance he makes on top chef is my favorite appearance of his. Um, and so the chefs, uh, scramble, get to work. Um, and there are some really impressive dishes and some that have, uh, missed the mark a little too sweet, like our boy, Nick, but let's talk about the winners first. The top three, Jackson, Buddha and Damar. Let's talk about Jackson's Jackson made, snapper with tomato sauce and herb salad he said he put some curry powder in this uh this looks delicious uh buddha made shrimp and guinea fowl with peanuts and fried plantains which again looking really fucking delicious (laughs) and damar has made scotch bonnet and shrimp stew with diced pineapple they all look so good i feel like damar's was Just like, it just looks like home. It looks like something that is like a very like nice plate of comfort food, which we've seen a lot of Damar um, bring out before in such an elegant way. And I think that's what I personally veer towards. But Buddha got an invite to the family function to the cookout with his meal. So I can only Mm -hmm. imagine that it was that good that he was even bestowed a nickname. So I'm like, I, I gotta try this. Like he basically just got his invite to the cookout for the foreseeable future with this dish. So this is like a culture defying dish. And so I would definitely, I would definitely give any of them a try. Jackson's also like, I don't, I feel like I'm just not intelligent enough because I, it was like, where's the snapper in this dish? Or what What am I even looking at? But they thought it was really good. So what do I know? Buddha's, Buddha's dish had fried plantains in it. And, and plantains, bananas are like my version of Tom Colicchio and okra. Uh, I, I cannot eat bananas at all. Um, but I would try this. It looks very good. Uh, they, especially with as much as they hyped it up, uh peanuts peanuts in a savory dish though i i really rock with peanuts uh so i i would be very happy to try this good for buddha he gets a nick and he's so pleased with himself like i do really like buddha i think that in a world of top chef buddha a person with buddha's skill level and and like wins at this point would be such like a hot-headed asshole by now but buddha's like so nice he's so happy to just accept the praise like, I love him uh, very dearly. Yeah, I feel like he he started kind of dry and he still kind of has his moments, but we've been seeing his personality slowly get more fleshed out as the competition goes on. So, I mean, I feel the same way about Jackson too. It's just like, he gets more lovable for me every episode, even though sometimes I'm like, you are so aggravating sometimes, mm-hmm. but there, this is such a great cast. Like I gen- genuinely have something to really like about everyone so far jackson really made like an easter egg ass dish like the surprise (laughs) was on the inside like i looked at that and i'm like okay baby food but then as soon as he said it was like seafood i'm like elevated baby food like i guess it must have tasted good i mean he wouldn't know but um if the judges liked it he just keeps hitting home runs and he doesn't even know that he's doing it it's giving helen keller and i love it um 
Buddha <laughs> did great as well. Say, I think baby food might be a good name for a drag queen, but I have to workshop it a little bit. <laughs> Gerber. Elevated Gerber baby. baby food. Yeah. Like middle baby name baby. Baby, food, baby yeah. for short. Ellie baby food or something. <laughs> well, We'll workshop it, yeah, but we'll yes, I, there's a winner in there. Yeah, and I'm assuming we we uh, all thought Damara's dish looked delicious as well. I love pineapple. Pineapple, got to be one of the most superior fruits. I put that S tier on my fruit rankings. Whoa, okay. I'm, I'm a notorious oh, pineapple fire. hater. I hate uh, pineapple. Flop. I, I, okay. Flop. My, Danny, my boyfriend, will be like, I eat so much pineapple and then my mouth hurts. And I'm like, that doesn't sound like a fun food that I would want to eat. I, that I sounds like an allergy. I don't know. <laughs> Listen, I didn't, I didn't say he was a genius, all right? I just said he eats a lot of pineapple. Well, um, hey, if it makes you happy, Damar doesn't get immunity for this, so you're, that's no, your redemption. Okay. I understand why people like pineapple, and I'm very happy for Damar that he is in the top uh, and is recognized among the great. I feel like Damar is under the radar right now, you know? He's, he's heating up. I think he's mm-hmm. heating up. Exactly, exactly. And well, just like his stew, he's heating with up. The, with the, the scotch bonnet in there, yeah. Ooh, well, on the reverse side of things, uh, Nick and Evelyn both make dishes uh, that look really good, but then, like, it's too sweet. And I blame Tamarind in all of this. Tamarind, also a good name for a drag queen, I think. Um, (laughs) Ever see that hoe on the street beating her (laughs) for doing my man Nick dirty? (laughs) I felt bad for Nick. This is, like, they they really are just like, you know what, man? We're going to take all of our... (laughs) <laughs> everything we feel out on you right now he used the okra when tom wasn't there which i thought great choice yeah. you're gonna use okra gotta do it when the scary man's not in the room <laughs> <laughs> evelyn in the bottom for the first time in a while i was kind of surprised i feel uncomfortable with elevant um I was going to say elevated baby food with Evelyn (laughs) being in the bottom. It does not feel right. I hate it. Tamarind also screwing over Evelyn and I'm upset about it. I just, it just doesn't feel right to me. Honestly, who gave them the right to make such a call? Yeah, I would, I would jump in in front of a train for Evelyn and whether, whether (laughs) no matter what she serves, I will happily eat it. And we had another guest judge know who Evelyn was because yeah. he says before the chat, is that Evelyn? She gives her a little. Before he drags her through the before mud. He, I know, right? Mm. If you told me that Evelyn was the mayor of Houston, I would believe you at this point. <laughs> Have we not considered this a possibility that she would make an excellent mayor of Houston? I feel like Texas would be in fabulous hands or at least a part of Texas, that part, the Houston huh. part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would vote for her. I mean, I can't, I'm not registered to vote in Texas, but I would, I would submit a ballot that would probably get thrown out immediately. I would vote. I would commit voter fraud for Evelyn. <laughs> Evelyn. <laughs> My goodness. Perhaps, perhaps that joke is too soon, but like, I would do it. Same. Yeah. And I live by that. <laughs> okay. Well, guys, let's talk about Jurassic Park. Uh, last week it was Talenti, before it's been San Pellegrino, and now we are getting our coin with Jurassic World Dominion, a movie I forgot would be happening and exist. The Chris Pratt, Bryce Dallas Howard video. I mean, Will, what did you think of, because I, I feel like we haven't had a comedic video like this in Top Chef in so long, like a goofy-ass intro video from the people in the show. 
Mm -hmm. I I thought it was funny. I thought uh, Chris Pratt was was frustrating as ever. <laughs> um, but the, the, I feel like the whole time I was watching this video, I wished it was, I wish they had gotten Jeff Goldblum and Laura Dern to do it. Mm-hmm. That would Same what we're all sense. thinking. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I, I love, I love whenever they, they have these like very like campy challenges that the, they're, the whole point of them is to have fun. Um, even if it is product placement, I, I do like a great deal of fun in my top chef too. Well, when I see Chris Pratt, my first instinct is not fun. So <laughs> that, that would, is true. Yeah. But we love Bryce Dallas Howard, a ginger legend. Yes. He was just so dry and unenthused to be on one of my favorite shows. And I just, mm-hmm. my opinion of him has not changed. I would have loved Laura Dern to cut, like do Bryson, Laura Dern. That would no. have been. Oh, Laura Dern. Perfect. Laura Dern would sell the hell out of this challenge, you know, like. I don't know what I I'm not a Chris Pratt fan and uh, Bryce Dallas Howard. She's just there, you know, and I, I like her very much. She's made some great star Wars episodes, but uh, I, I think it's so funny that she's still in these movies. Like I, I think mm. she's, it's all just very goofy, but as Chris Pratt says, make something the chefs will devour. Thanks so much, Chris. <laughs> He tried. I don't think he actually tried, so I'm not even going to give him that. So, there. Well, you know who did try? Our boy, Top Chef Colorado winner, Joe Flam. Yes! <laughs> Which Let's talk about that. Does anyone else think that he was the one that suggested the outfit? Because <laughs> I just really think that he had, like, an outfit ready to go, and he's like, do you want to guest judge like Padma called him up and was like do you want to do you want to guest Join judge the yeah the Jurassic Park challenge he's like I got an outfit right he's like you don't need an outfit he's like no I got it we're doing this I just feel like this was his idea and I love him for it said I've got just the hat for this exactly love- like he was prepared yeah, they were acting like he was so unrecognizable. Like, damn, if I wear a hat, will you not recognize me? Like, I, I gotta know. do that Ashley. when I leave the house. Ashley was like, oh, is that Joe? <laughs> yeah, girl, the hat's not that big. Like, I can see his face. He's like, he, he's like uh, Perry the Platypus, where you don't recognize him with the hat on. AJ Joe. AJ Joe. <laughs> Top Chef Colorado winner, Joe Flam. <laughs> Tri-state yeah. area. <laughs> he looks like he went to like his little kid's like uh, costume box, pulled out like the Jurassic Park hat, stuck it on his head, and walked into the room. Like it doesn't. <laughs> like you could have told me he was going fishing, and I would have been like, "Oh, seafood challenge! I love that." <laughs> I like how they made the lights all spooky and stuff too. Mm-hmm. Like you know, cut the lights, cut the lights. The, uh, you know, the, all the chefs are like, "Okay." Uh... <laughs> I'm really scared right now. Like, <laughs> Am I going to get eaten by a dinosaur? Yeah, I didn't Pat- sign this in the release. Padma should have like been behind the counter and then like screamed and like gotten pulled down or something <laughs> to like really sell that like shit was going wrong. That's some know. America's Next Top Model shit. <laughs> <laughs> Who here was traumatized? Me. Who here was scared? We all raise our hands. <laughs> I thought Joe Flam was going to get eaten by a dinosaur. I was traumatized. <laughs> So the challenge is week: chefs are working in teams of three to create a progressive meal, which each of the three courses inspired by a different dinosaur and a habitat they lived in. This is so fucking goofy. I was so excited. Um, okay. 
Jay, Joe, and Buddha make up the red team. And remember, Buddha has immunity from the quickfire win. So right, red flags for the red team. The green team consists of Damar, Luke, and Ashley. And then there's Nick, Jackson, and Evelyn on the brown team. Um, I'll go through what dinosaurs they have in a little bit. Uh, but I, I don't know if this was like a little too convoluted. Uh, okay, I think we should tweak this challenge a little bit. Because... Okay. It's not that they each got a dinosaur to be inspired by, and then they made a cohesive, progressive meal off that dinosaur. It was that each course was based on a dinosaur, and then each team was making a progressive meal of three dinosaurs, but they were all being served at the exact same time. I don't know how the judges do this. I don't know how they are able to like judge one course's progression while also eating like six other dishes at the same time, if that makes sense. Will, do you have any ideas on how to change this? this yeah, to make it, better? It, it, it definitely felt a little bit like hat on a hat where some, they're, they're either judging everyone's progression or they're judging which one had the best sea dinosaur or land dinosaur or air dinosaur. But like both at once is, is very hard to both compare against the other ones of the same type and also track the progression the whole time. I think I think they should have just stuck with one or the other, either either the whole meal at once or just like like judge all of the the sea people against each other or something like that. Yeah, yeah it was a little convoluted. It was just I didn't weird. really appreciate it. Yeah, <laughs> it felt like they just threw a bunch of different challenge structures together and hope it sticked like this uh, this didn't feel as well thought out of a challenge as some of the other ones felt this has seemed like it was still a good top chef episode but i think it's probably one of the weaker ones of this season personally Mm -hmm. and it was just weird i i don't mind that they did it in teams the way they did and i liked that it wasn't that there was one top team and the other two were in the bottom and then they can just kind of pick from the people that were there so that from the people from those two teams so that it wasn't like if if Buddha had an awful dish that put his team in the bottom, then it's not they're not going home because of Buddha's dish in that case or something like which obviously was not the case here. But that we've seen that happen before and it's just never really a fun thing to do. But the dinosaur portion of the Jurassic Park challenge felt very like watered down for me. Yeah, I completely agree with what everyone's saying. It just, it was already complicated enough that we're doing another challenge where you have to loosely, you have a very loose inspiration and then you really have to come up with a concept that goes along. You're just way too many variables. And let's say you do something that's very intricate with the progression. It's going to get lost if you're eating a bunch of different meals. I felt like they could have presented the dishes being served in a better way. Like when I saw the first, the course go up, I'm like, these people are not on the same team. So why are they together? Yeah, it was just, there was a few things we can clean up, but you know what? They had to get their Jurassic Park bread. I would do it too for a check. Mm -hmm. So I'd probably come up with a worse idea than this. So they did what they could. One of my favorite things about Top Chef is that, like, they filmed All Stars, like, right before the pandemic, right? Mm-hmm. And I remember the challenge where they won tickets to go to the world premiere of Tro- Trolls World <laughs> Tour. And then the pandemic happened, so they couldn't go. Mm-hmm. And I think it's so funny that we're back again where you're like, you get to go to the red carpet premiere of Top Chef 
dominion you're like oh i need to know if those three are going like together as a little group or if they each get plus ones like do we will we get to see photos of them on their little little trip together because that's a fun group to go to a stupid movie and uh, (laughs) yes i'm i'm all for it i'm all for like the the misadventures of evelyn nick and jackson the quick fire queens we will go on the hunt get that information for all of our loyal listeners and come back with it um have to do some digging exactly my pitch is that i think they should each be inspired by a type of dinosaur and then there's a lot of them so like herbivore omnivore carnivore and then like go from Mm. there but I think they just wanted to incorporate this really fucking stupid dinosaurs that I swear to God must not exist in uh, like when I saw the clip of the Mosasaurus, I was like, that's not real. That's there's no way that's fucking real. There's that's no way a that movie. thing existed. Like, yeah, that that was just made for the movie. You can't fucking tell me that thing exists um, or it well existed. All right. It's a plot device. And you know what? I respect it. <laughs> all right. All right. So up first are the the sea um you know that it just make, it reminds me of the um that awful mcdonald's like air land sea meal that they've been putting out lately mm, where they where they put the filet fish on the on the big mac on the burger on the chicken yeah 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 Ugh. um okay up first inspired by the mosasaurus buddha damar and nick um Let's talk about it. Buddha has made a smoked alligator with potato beets and salmon roe with alligator cream. Okay, Buddha. Damar has made duca fried oysters with Fresno chow chow and oyster cream. And Nick has made a crab croquette with pepper puree and pecans. Now, I, I got to say right off the bat, the critiques of Nick not making enough when this is the first course and he made a bomb-ass crab croquette Go fuck yourself, judges. This looks delicious. Get get out of here. Just because it's not mm-hmm. a soup, leave me alone. Nick it's so cute. It. Ugh, furious. Looks like a little mushroom. I just want to like jump on it like I'm a little Mario Kart character. <laughs> Mario Kart? I guess that would be Mario. Uh, Super Mario World. It looks Mario delicious. Game. And a little pecan. Yeah, it's the first course. Like, what do they want to do? Get bogged down by an appetizer? Like, I thought it was a perfect portion. Have you ever been to a French restaurant, Padma? <laughs> it seems it seems pretty easy to devour uh maybe he's he's following chris pratt's bad advice <laughs> and it's red on the inside just like the mouth of the mosasaurus keep up other contestants <laughs> I, no one's doing it like nick i say that hey, as Dan. if buddha wouldn't have won the challenge if this was an individual challenge <laughs> like buddha literally skinned a whole alligator for this challenge just to be in the bottom because uh joe couldn't stuff her quail properly like mm-hmm. damn he's gonna get another win eventually like i don't feel that bad for him but i understand the the difficulties yeah i mean the who struggle. makes alligator soup like i say who's doing it like nick nobody's doing it like buddha it That's really i sure Oh, that looked it it was fun to watch the process of him figure out how alligator works. He's all, he's made crocodile but not alligator. Very distinct. Oh, making crocodile. Wait, was it crocodile that he made or alligator? Oh, he made alligator, but when they asked him if he's ever made alligator, he's like, "No, oh. I made crocodile." Like, oh. "Okay, we got right, a marine Buddha. biologist out here, goddamn." <laughs> a marine biologist. Um 
I I am really happy as well for Damar. They seem to really like this. And and this is, I think, a great idea from Damar. This is a great first course, and it's kind of downhill from here for a lot of people and a lot of teams. I didn't mention this earlier. In addition to Kwame and Joe and our judges, we are also joined by one of the stars of the movie, Dewanda Wise, um, who I was happy to see there. She loved Nick's croquette. She's a Maryland girl, she says. And I do love when Top Chef has actors on uh, as participants on the table. Anthony Mackie was on an episode of Top Chef a while ago, and like they they just want to be like, give me some goddamn good food. And they always kind of have the opinions that I agree with most. So I was really mm. happy to see Joanna join us. Um, I will not be seeing Jurassic World Dominion, but I hope it's I hope you know she gets a lot of residuals from it. You know, the celebrities uh, they're just like us. <laughs> they like alligator soup just like me honestly i'd like like i don't mind the movie challenges i mean like trolls was clearly the better option here with kelly clarkson as the guest Mm -hmm. judge like in turn if we're ranking movie challenges like i'm sorry jurassic park but it's fun i i like when we have the guest judges sprinkled in that aren't guests that aren't uh celebrated chefs as well to like Mm -hmm. the same reason for that you said Naomi I feel like it's nice to have some people in there that aren't um that aren't like this is their craft they are more just like getting kind of a peek into the world and offering our like pedestrian opinions so I'm a fan Oh, you were going to say that they're not snobs. And I was going to be like, yes, period. But also, yes, they're not snobs. I mean, like they could be snobs, but not about this in particular. I feel like I can't imagine Kelly Clarkson being a snob about <laughs> like, she just seems, I, I want to believe that she is a fun person, like how I imagine her to be. That's my fantasy as well. So yes. I'm not going to let anything disrupt, dis- <laughs> disrupt that uh, train of thought. Are, are you guys as obsessed with that video of Anne Hathaway singing since you've been gone as I am? <laughs> Absolutely. Life shattering mm-hmm. and life changing. Absolutely. Another celebrity I refuse to believe is a snob is Anne Hathaway. So just fun women supporting other fun women. If I feel like one of the most iconic movie foods is the like frozen spinach that she eats in a princess diaries. And Absolutely. Top chef should do a challenge. That's like, give me food inspired by your favorite movie, whatever it is. You know, and people will do that. That would be so much fun. And I mean, Joe would be coming out with her glazed carrots. So who knows? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. All right. Inspired by her favorite movie series, Jurassic Park and Jurassic World. (laughs) You can say both. This is based on my favorite movie, Trolls. (laughs) Trolls the World or whatever it was that they called it. And I mean, they really couldn't go around the world because COVID. Poor Trolls. Oh, yes, that was <laughs> the timing of I love Top Chef All-Stars, the second All-Star season that they did. And it was such a great cast all around. But the timing, the comedic timing of everything was uh, quite great to see in retrospect. Yeah, you just cut to the next season and everybody's like 10 feet apart from each other. And <laughs> uh, all right. Up next, course two is inspired by the Quetzalcoatlus. Um, Shout out to Quetzalcoatl from uh, uh, Dragon Tales. But this is the air dinosaur Quetzalcoatlus. Don't get them mixed up. Um, and this is uh, this is a weird, weird round. 
Uh, Evelyn has made a pork tenderloin with black garlic sauce, pecan crumb, and sweet potato puree, famously of the air, pigs. Um, Ashley mm-hmm. has made a shito wing with watermelon relish. And Joe has made barbecue stuffed quail with romesco and roasted carrots. The the quail on Joe's plate is, it looks like a frog. I don't know how else to describe it. It's so goofy looking. Will, For the air you- dish, I'm presenting frog legs. Ribbit, ribbit. Will, what did you think, man? Yeah, the the it looks like something that would, would come out of like a Looney Tunes cartoon. <laughs> where he's just got like the whole turkey and is yeah it, like uh that chicken went through like the flames and then he's come out yeah. and he's just like naked i actually i actually really liked uh evelyn's dish where uh she was like i know everyone's telling me i need to do poultry because it's the air but instead i'm gonna make my potatoes super airy and that's what air means I thought I thought it was really clever, uh, and and uh, it, it definitely looks the best out of this round. It's not like they all did the pull. Like chickens can't fly, and here we see Ashley's <laughs> chicken wing. So really, like we can't give Evelyn a hard time about that. Like it's mm. not like she did any worse. And the one person do quail. I don't know if quails fly, but that the person who did the worst. But I feel like they just the air thing was lost on all of mm-hmm. them. Uh, I feel the, like going yeah. yeah going the easy route of like air. Uh, birds can fly for the most part except chickens so you know like we'll do an air bird we'll do a bird dish but it's not it did not go well and this did not like I'm sorry I I was a fan of all of these women like I want to see them all do well but like Evelyn's is clearly the superior one and even as someone with little food knowledge as me I can just tell by looking at these that like Evelyn is the queer clear winner of the bunch here and it oh those carrots look tragic i'm sorry like everything about the other two just does not look good and i don't know like yeah i feel like there were other ways that they could have done honestly i would have preferred frog legs for some of those because those like frog legs are delicious and they definitely would look more appetizing than just a whole burnt quail with melted carrots next to it i get their pureed but like they it looks gross it does not look fun to me and also like ash i not to to jump to ashley for a second this is just one chicken wing <laughs> like yeah like if we were going to complain about nick's dish before this is one chicken wing that um that the judges do not really enjoy and i'll just say i went to a place in chinatown the other day i got korean fried chicken at a place could, called uh tada and uh, that shit fucking slapped. So if you're looking for somewhere to eat in New York, and and like just to just to hear about how like not crispy and flabby and meh, like one chicken wing, one chicken wing. I, I mean, it just it just isn't enough, you know. And also the, the half the, like the weird lemon on the side of the plate. Like I get it, squeeze some lemon juice on it, but it's like you know what I mean. I'm, I'm, I'm this no, might also yeah. be the the least appetizing lemon wedge i've ever seen in my life yeah (laughs) (laughs) not not that lemon wedges are the most appetizing food but this is i feel like lemons just usually look very pretty like they're bright yellow citrus fruits always just like bring a little happiness to the plate and this does look like a very wilted lemon wedge it's so sad it's like when you ask for like a side of lemon wedges with your diet coke at applebee's (laughs) like here's a little bowl of them yeah that's what it's giving Oh my god. 
well, finally, we got the Velociraptor. Um, this is, I mean, if you don't know what a Velociraptor is, were you even a dinosaur kid in, in elementary school? Like, mm-hmm. come on, man. Did you um, watch Step Brothers? <laughs> um, so this is the fun round for some. Uh, Jay made a lamb duo with the spiced rack of lamb and lamb meatball with pickled Napa cabbage. Luke made braised short rib and broccoli with onions and seaweed broth. And Jackson made fudgy cacao cake with sweet potato pecan and raspberry blood. Uh, and remember, the pecans are like the through line, which I think was very nice. As, as we know, y'all remember the bows from Project Runway season 19, episode yeah. one, where they couldn't decide on the oh bows my and the flowers? The brown team decided on pecans. They stuck to it. And here we are, them winning. Um, I... I remember the challenge where they had they had to be inspired by a movie and someone had the shining and they like splattered blood on the plate and it fucking worked. Even if, I can't remember if the judges hated it or not, I loved it. And I can't believe that this is a challenge about like a velociraptor, a meat-eating dinosaur. Mm-hmm. And literally like it is so these plates are so fucking boring except for Jackson's. I'm like, "Oh my god, I want to smack my head against a wall." I mean, I'm just furious that they fucked up velociraptors. I like they're I, like meat eating dinosaur. I'm gonna make meat. Like that's just so obvious. Mm-hmm. And like I know Luke's been getting a hard time the past couple of weeks. I feel like Jay and Jay's been safe, but neither of them pushed the envelope at all. Jay like made an entree. Like clearly she did, and that kind of wasn't. It sounds like what they wanted. Um, it just, yeah, I'm not inspired by the other two dishes while Jackson's on the other hands, like that is a goddamn claw on that cake. And it looks good. Like, damn, like you can't really go wrong with cake. So the fact that, um, yeah, Jackson being the creative one, not, I guess we can expect that at this point, but was not expecting him to be the one that was the most creative. For the love of God, like Joe, one of their previous winners came out in an explorer costume at the beginning of this challenge. Like this is obviously the challenge to be silly. This is not a serious challenge. This is camp. This is camp. This is camp. (laughs) This is the camp challenge. If there was ever going to be a camp challenge on this season, it is this one for the love of God, have fun with it. They all need to have some fucking fun because what the hell? Like I, I shocked that this, like we only had one dish that was like I'm gonna have fun with it and do like a little little velociraptor ham like that feels like so simple to me like obviously the dish itself wasn't simple but like it's a dinosaur challenge have a little fun with it and I'm a little I I expect nothing less from Jackson for you know his his campy food anyway but I feel like some of the other contestants could have pushed the envelope a little bit and like Padma tried to say like oh Joe's quail was kind of fun I'm like Padma no absolutely not that was not fun that was not like that was a burnt bird yeah I think this this reminded me a lot of I think it was like Top Chef Chicago or something where they had a, a challenge inspired by improv comedy or something oh like my that. god oh my where god it's, <laughs> it's like I, I think the the more you lean into oh this is a ridiculous challenge uh, and the more fun you make the food, the better it's the better it's going to be for this. It's like wink, wink, guys. By the way, you can have fun here. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and like again, like this is you know it's so goofy to be like okay, it's a Velociraptor, so do something with blood. Why why didn't anybody do something with an egg? Right? Why didn't we yeah. do anything with like 
an eggshell or like a, a fossil or like like give me some bones like I feel like there was so much room to do interesting ideas because dinosaurs I think are like so basic in what you can jump off of and correlate to food and I was mm-hmm. like damn this was boring as fuck like a lot of these dishes were just had no pizzazz where is the pizzazz where is the Jeff Goldblum with his shirt open kind of vibe you know yeah, I think, I think Tan even said that at some point during the episode. He's like, why didn't anyone just, like, crush up bones on the plate? Like, that would, see, because, that, would have been, that would have been great. Yeah, they didn't have fun this challenge, so now they're banned from having fun with any of the other challenges. That's their punishment. <laughs> now you're all going to have an awful time at Restaurant Wars. I hope you're happy with yourselves. Well, good for the Brown team. They have won. Uh, but it, this is a, a pretty brutal losing group. Um, the red team are deemed the weakest team and Jay and Joe are in trouble. I mean, I think it's pretty obvious to us that Buddha was never going to be in trouble, even if he wasn't immune. They liked what he made. He did alligator, which I think is a really cool sort of like experiment. Um, but Jay and Joe, man, I felt terrible. These two queens, I don't want to see either of them go home. But at the same time, like, it, it was the worst. And I have to say, I have a lot of issues. We haven't even really talked about it. With, like, Jay doing, like, meatballs and a rack of lamb. Like, the, like let's go back and look at the plate. It looks so goofy. Like, it, it is... <laughs> it looks like the meatballs plus the cabbage squares look like you're trying to teach a child about shapes. And then the <laughs> rack of lamb is, like, so petite and dainty. And then there's just... Like, whatever those are in the middle, is it noodles? Is it, like, I can't I can't understand this plate for the love of, like, I can't understand this plate. And it makes me sad because Jay is great. But which do we think is worse, guys? Because it's a heated debate amongst the judging panel. Which is worse? Gia, the lamb or the burnt little birdie? I feel like the burnt bird. Like, I don't... I, I am surprised that it was even that close of a decision between the two. They really kind of built it up of like, which one is going home. I think it doesn't help that. I think Jay has had some higher points than Joe. And I stand by what I say that like, they definitely look at past history. I be like, sorry, Tom, you are lying when you say that you don't, but I, I really don't think that this dish with Joe was, brought anything particularly spectacular to make it stay like it's bird and carrots and there was some stuffing inside but none of it was great and I can understand why they didn't like Jay's dish either but I don't think it was to the same level of mess ups that Joe had Mm, I think it was I I don't remember if it was Kwame or uh, Joe Flam that said it where uh he said at least uh, Jay had some things on the plate that I liked, uh, but I didn't like anything about about what Joe served. And she like her dish was so simple. And if you're going to go simple, you have to do it all right. You can't you can't burn the the bird if that's the only thing you're going to serve. 
Yeah, I feel like it wouldn't have been such a heated debate if Tom wasn't the way that he was. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad that he didn't get his way because I do think that Jay has shown herself more in the competition. Mm-hmm. Um, not that we really go off of track record. Like we've seen plenty of times in the past. We were just talking before the episode about Nini who won two challenges before her ass was sent packing during restaurant wars. So really like if that, all things considered, I think Jay uh, had a better dish. It was a little bit more ambitious, um, even though it wasn't as great. And if we're at this point of the competition, execution should be enough to get your ass set packing. And um, yeah, unfortunately, it wasn't Joe's day. And it's not like she had that far to go home because she's from Texas. (laughs) Oh my God. Um, I just want to point out that DeMar got some compliments at the judges table. I liked they gave everybody feedback. This is one of my big, like, reality tv pet peeves it's, it's you know why queens are freaking out backstage at rupaul's drag race because they i've been safe this whole time and i don't hear anything so i was glad that everybody got to hear something um i feel bad i loved joe but i guess we should have seen it coming with her facetime home to her her partner last episode you know that'll get you that now it's just one episode mm-hmm. delayed but it's it's the boomerang it comes back around and you sent you get sent packing oh who had personal content this episode now i'm scared for them <laughs> Uh, Luke. So. Oh, no. Uh-oh. Mm. Yeah. Oh, you know what it is? I bet I hear, call him a shot. Luke is going to say, I've been on the bottom. I haven't done enough. I work at Noma. I'm going to step my ass up and he's going to go home. That's exactly what's going to happen. Yeah, I think it's going to be, uh, I don't think we're going to see any of our big front runners go this episode, though I'm a little worried about Damar when. We see based on the preview that we saw from this episode, he seemed to be freaking out a little bit, but I really think it's going to be like an Ashley or a Luke or someone that feels like they really need to step up and then overcompensates like what you were saying earlier about it. And that whoever the losing team's executive chef is going to go in here or like a front of the house person that really fucks up. So I think it's going to be one of those. Yeah, they the the preview said something about the the food coming out really slow from one of the kitchens. Uh, so I could I could definitely see uh, whoever is the executive chef on on that on that group uh, not not uh, stepping up to the task. I guess. Yeah, I, I I like your prediction that it could be Luke. Yeah, I'll pray for him, but we'll see. <laughs> Too late. It already happened. So. <laughs> Well, the preview looked like some good food was coming up. Um, but I, I just want to ask you, Will, like, who are you rooting for? Who do you want to win this season? There, like, I think I would be happy with just about anyone winning. I am hardcore rooting for Evelyn, of course. Uh, the, every Everything she's made, I love, like, the energy that she brings to it all. Um, so I, I think, I think she'd probably be my, my number one pick to win, but, but just about anyone left, I, I think would make a great winner. Yeah. We love Evelyn on this podcast. We'll give her all of our love. We're, we're rooting for you, girl. The little tweet in this house. We stand Evelyn. <laughs> exactly. Guys, this has been tons of fun. Will, what is going on with you? What is coming down the pipeline in the Will Comma Davis universe? Uh, so, Later today, uh, we are recording an episode of What You Doing about the episode Picture This and Nerdy Dancing. It's the one that has the the Mexican Jewish Cultural Festival. <laughs> um, 
was a, a fun episode that that we'll record this afternoon with with Felipe and Navi. That'll be a great time. Um, we're working on getting. We're we're kind of on a a bit of a hiatus with everyone and their brother right now. Uh, a couple a couple of my co-hosts are like moving. Uh, so, so we're, we've been off for about a month, but, but working on things in the pipeline, uh, or you can, you can follow me anywhere on social media at Davis comma will, uh, I'm, I'm tweeting a lot. I did the, I tweeted some, some pictures of, uh, chef Jim Smith's restaurant. Yes. Oh my gosh. When I went to Alabama. Let's talk about it. Absolutely. It was the, the best meal I have ever personally paid for. Um, (laughs) I, I I think I've had other good meals that's that like my parents bought or something, but, uh, it was great. Me. Uh, so my, my older brother got married in Mobile, Alabama about a month and a half ago. Um, and I remember hearing, hearing Jim talk a long time ago about, Oh, I have this restaurant in Mobile, Alabama. Uh, so whenever my brother said, Hey, I'm getting married in Mobile, Alabama, I was like, Oh, I gotta, I gotta go to chef Jim's restaurant. Um, it was all so good. There were these like, uh, these buttermilk biscuits with, uh, this like, uh, cane sugar syrup and the, the biscuits were so, so flaky. Um, oh. I had alligator for the first time. Uh, uh, he not had crocodile, uh, but alligator, not crocodile, but alligator. It was some like fried alligator boudin, uh, that was really good. And then I had a, uh, a crab cake. There was this Alabama crab cake. It was, it was thick, thick crab cake served on top of uh something that he called uh, i think he called them rice grits but it was it, it was really just like a creamy risotto it was Ooh. it was incredible my my brother who went with me had had this like uh i think it was a hanger steak was the kind of steak he had that had like a red wine and blue cheese sauce on top of it it was it was so good i and and he even came out and introduced himself i was like oh i'm such a big fan he was the sweetest guy in the world and he made uh, very tasty food. All right. All right. And guys, I didn't watch Last Chance Kitchen. I don't know if we should just talk about it next week. Anybody? Anybody? Oh, yeah, I watched it. Gia, it was, what, ha- what happened? It was Last also Chance kind of boring. I'm going to be honest. But <laughs> I feel like I could tell what was going to happen. And mm-hmm. but hold on, let me. Let me pull up the summary of it. Basically, they have to make stuffing because Joe messed up stuffing the quail bird that was the challenge they had to make a stuffed dish that's what the that's what the challenge was and basically what we get from the it's sarah versus joe and basically what we get from this challenge is that sarah is they only get 30 minutes as per usual and sarah is going to take a risk with the type of stuffed dish that she makes and because it's kind of a time sensitive one, whereas Joe is going a little more safe. So Sarah's is a rice dumpling stuffed with odon and wild mushrooms, whereas Joe is caponata stuffed uh, delicata squash. I feel like I butchered that pronunciation, but I apologize. Mm-hmm. And basically like as per usual in Top Chef, when somebody says they are playing it safe and someone else says that they are taking a risk, who do you think won this challenge? Sarah. So <laughs> I, I, I watched it. So yes. like, damn, like Sarah was a little shook. 
Joe was a little pissed, but Joe was also done with her meal like two minutes early. And the critique is that her stuff was underdone. So like you fucked up the execution the first time you do it again. Like Tom is not a nice person. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like he's not going to let you slide twice. So Sarah lives to see another day. We love a quirked up white chick. I'm not so. Next I'm time not surprised. Yeah, I'm not surprised by the results. I feel like the edit made it very obvious who was going to move forward with it and tried to make it seem like, oh, what if the, what if the risk is like too risky and stuff like that? But it's you know who who wins a Top Chef challenge by playing it safe? Absolutely no one ever in the history of Top Chef. So this was no surprise for me. It was kind of a more boring episode but joe joins the peanut gallery and sarah moves on to face whoever comes out of restaurant war so kind of excited um the peanut gallery is now has two and i'm so uh i guess monique and joe could make a fun peanut gallery but um i'm excited for sarah's winning streak right now it's been a fun time we did also have a, a moment where sarah almost like stuck her hand in the deep fryer Oh my God. I forgot about that. Yes. I love Sarah so much. I'm so glad we get to see like her personality was fun in Top Chef, but now that last chance, last chance kitchen is kind of the Sarah show right now. We can just, we get to Mm -hmm. see so much more of her and what a great commentator. Mm -hmm. I, I love how she seems so surprised every challenge she wins and she's won like four or five in a row and, and seems surprised every time. Yes. A humble queen. Sarah is somebody who I am enjoying way more in Last Chance Kitchen. Almost like a very, very much like a Stephanie Cesar, like mm-hmm. Samar, like vibe, yeah. uh, as we've said before. And like the more time we get with her in this environment, the more time, uh, the more I am enjoying her presence. So I'll go watch it. Um, I forgot to talk about all these things. We've talked about all these things. Well, thank you for being here. Gia at Classic with Gia. What should people do to keep up with you? For all of my reality TV shenanigans, you can follow me on my Twitter at ClassicallyGia. For Survivor fans, as always, follow the Survivor Diversity campaign page, which is at ServeDiversity. And I am also doing the Survivor 42 recaps on Silent Podcasts, which is I Don't Know About That. And very fun. We've wrapped up on some very fun episodes so far. We are going into the merge officially. So this is a great time to start watching and yeah, just give it a listen. We're a lot of fun. Amazing. Nicole queen. I heard there's a Renap appearance coming to our feeds near us soon. So Renap172 dropped last night. Um, we are waiting on, I'm just waiting for someone to tweet about it so I can retweet it. You think I'm out here creating my own promo. I can't do that. But I'm on Renap this week, episode titled Around the Nicole Horn. So you know that um, yes. if you Google my name, it's going to be associated with podcasting for the rest of my life now. So that's fun. But check it out. I thought it was really funny. I think uh, great hot takes. Um, of course, gave our podcast a little shout out so if you're here from that hi hope you're doing good sorry for traumatizing you on Renat this week i'm so excited behind the secret everywhere you know that uh, uh, follow follow you on tiktok but don't follow you home uh and it's it's me it's at naomi calhoun it's mike white was robbed it's everything it's anything uh it's the two tweets that i've had that have blown up this week i should stop tweeting when i'm drunk huh Mm-hmm. But, but um you can catch us here every week next week restaurant wars what else is there to say 
Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. Quickfire Queens feedback, tinyurl.com slash quickfire feedback. Tell us what you thought of the episode. Okay, guys, let's head on out. Uh, I hear the dinosaurs coming, so we might as well run. All right, bye. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.